What I want to share with you today is that Jesus is enough. Can anybody say amen to that? You know, this is one of those sermons that I believe is, it speaks to everybody, whether you believe in Christ, whether you know Jesus or not. If you do know Jesus, then I believe this will help you and speak to you about how you approach your faith in Christ. Because it's, it's one thing to say, yeah, I know Jesus is enough. It's another thing to really let him be enough in your life and not try to add to who he is. Come on, are you with me today? And so I want to share with you and start with this question, and that is, where are you headed? Where is your life headed? Do you know? What about in this life? Do you know where you're going to end up? Do you know uh, what you're going to accomplish and what your goals are? Do you know where you're going to end up? And what about in the next life? Where are you headed? Because, you know, all of us know that there is another life after this one. Like uh, we, we sense it. We feel it. We know it. And listen, if you're out there in the world and you don't believe that now, wait until you get on your deathbed and then you'll really start to believe that there might be something beyond this life. And the question is, where are you headed in the next life? Because the Bible says there's a hell to shun or to avoid, and there's a heaven to gain. And uh, we're going to spend eternity in one place or the other. Come on, are you with me today? Where are you headed? You look around the world today, people feel lost. It's not unusual. People have felt lost from the beginning of time. People have felt lost in the sense that they don't know where they're headed in this life and they don't know where they're headed in the next life. And, 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 and listen, where you're headed really is a product of who you are. And who you are is a product of who you believe you are. Did you catch that? So everything that's important in your life, who you end up being, where you end up going, begins with you believing who you are. But a lot of people have no idea who they are. They feel lost. And it doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. Some people feel like if I could make enough money, then I'd be, be complete. I'd feel like life was what it should be until they reach that amount of money and then they realize that it's empty. If I could just find the, the perfect husband or the perfect wife, it would make my life complete. How many of you know, ladies, how many of you know that when you get married, life is not complete because you got married? Come on. Amen. He's just a man. He can't, he can't complete you. I don't care what Tom Cruise said in the movie. He can't, he can't complete you. He's just a man. But people out there looking, they can be black, white. They can be born a long time ago or they can be born today, young or old. They can be from another country or from the United States of America. It doesn't matter where they are, who they are, what conditions they're in. People feel lost. You know, this week I did something interesting. I got on Google and I typed in, I am lost. And I imagine there's a lot of people who sit at their computer feeling lost and they don't know anything else to do but type that in. And, and when you type that in, you know what comes up? Just a gazillion different web pages about feeling lost. And they fall into like one of really four categories. Uh, there is the self-help uh, people out there trying to tell you how to help yourself so you can find yourself and you can be, uh, you can make yourself who you always intended to be and, and, and you can fix you, in other words. Uh, then there's the religious and the supernatural, you might call it. And so, uh, religion can be, you know, anything from, you know, Catholic, Christian, Muslim. There's even people who are looking into, uh, crystals and, and uh, all this other kind of supernatural stuff. And if you'll do these things, if you'll chant this chant, if you'll say this prayer, then you can find yourself and you won't be lost. 
And then there's the uh, psychological, the uh, psychiatrist and people who are talking about your mental health and how to, you know, change your mental health and your thinking. And maybe you need a certain medication and these things will help you out. And, and then you'll be able to find yourself. And, and listen, I'm not opposed to most of these things except for the fact that you need to learn and understand one very simple truth. Apart from God, you will never get where you need to get. You will never be who you need to be. Apart from God, you can never accomplish what you're meant to accomplish. You were created not to be your own person, but to be in a communion relationship with the living God. And apart from that, you will always feel lost. Only God can bring you to the destination that you long to go to. Only God. I want to read to you in the book of Acts chapter 17, 24 through 28. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Did you catch that? Since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation that they would seek God if they perhaps, if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Listen to this. For in him we live and move and exist as even of our some poets have hit, have said, for we also are his children. This scripture is teaching us a very simple truth, and that is that God created all things and that he doesn't need our help. Amen. That everything came from God. You came from God and, and, and the sky came from God and the sunset came from God. Nature came from God. All of the things that you see that are created became from God. And apart from God, we are separated from the thing that matters most in our lives. For only in him can we live. Without God, there is no life. Only in him can we move. Without God, there is no life, no movement. Only in him do we have our existence. Without God, we do not exist. He is the one who put it all into place. You need to wake up every day reminding yourself that without God, I am nothing. Without God, I can do nothing. Without God, there is nothing. It's all on his shoulders, amen? You need God. You desperately need him. The problem is you can't get there on your own, right? Let me tell you a story. It's about a man who was on the beach with his family, and he's walking, and he sees this gold chain in the sand. And he reaches over, and he pulls this gold chain up, and out from under the sand comes this pocket watch. And he picks it up and looks at it. He knows a little bit about pocket watches. And, and it's, it's, it's been under the ground for a while, so it's dirty. But he recognizes that this is not just a watch you buy at Walmart. This is a work of art. This was made by a master. Now, he can't get it to function. He tries spinning the dial and everything. But it, it, it's not working. But it's so beautiful, he can't bring himself to leave it there. So he puts it in his pocket and he takes it home. And when he gets home later, he takes the watch and he tries to fiddle with it. He's trying to pick at it and make it work. But no matter what he does, no matter how much he cleans it or winds it, it just won't work. So once again, he thinks about just throwing it in the trash. I mean, after all, Stephen, what good is a broken watch? 
But it's so beautiful and it's such a work of art that he decides, well, I'm going to take it to a local uh, repair shop. And he goes to the repair shop and, and the men at that repair shop have never seen anything like it. So he leaves it there and they piddle with it for a while. They call him back a couple days later and say, we have no idea how to fix this watch. So he comes back and he picks it up and he brings it back home. And once again, he thinks to himself, maybe I should just throw it away. It doesn't work. And what good is a watch that doesn't work? But it's so beautiful and it's such a work of art that he decides to do a little research. And in his research, he tracks down the man who initially made the watch. And the man is older now and he's retired and he lives somewhere over in Europe. And he finds that guy and he sends him a letter and tells him about the watch, sends him a picture of it. And the guy writes him back and says, send it here. I'd be glad to fix it for you. So he sends the watch overseas. It goes over to Europe to the man who made it. And about a month later, it comes back in a box. And when he opens up the box, it's this beautiful, it's been cleaned and shined and redone. Most importantly, it's moving, it's ticking, and it keeps perfect time, right? There are many of us today that kind of feel like a broken watch, don't we? In the sense that we may not be working exactly like we're supposed to be working. Some of you today may feel like you're not working at all. And some of you may feel like your life is just a little bit out of time. How many of you know what I mean? It's like you're moving and you're trying to get there, but you're just not where you should be. Hallelujah. And so what do you do? You try to fix yourself or maybe you go to the local repair shop and you listen to the ways of the world and you try to let them tell you how to fix yourself. But I came to tell you today that only the one who made you can fix you. Amen. And apart from God, there is nothing for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need a relationship with God. You need him in your life to make everything right again. Hallelujah. You need him on a daily basis in your life to make everything right again. In him is everything that you need. I came to tell somebody that Jesus is all that you need today. In him is what you're longing for. In him is your life, your hope, your movement, your destination, your existence. It lies in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, you need to get to God today. That's what your soul longs for. The problem is you can't get there on your own. John 14, 6, Jesus said something so powerful. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to God unless you go through me. You can't get to God any other way. You got to go through Jesus. I love that. He says, I'm the way. When you're the of something, that means there is no other. I am the way. That means there is no other way. For everybody out there who would tell you that you can have any religion you want as long as you're good. You don't have to go to church or believe in God as long as you're good. I came to tell you that's not what Jesus said. He said, I am the way. I am the only way. He said, I am the truth. You know, Pilate asked the question, what is truth? And, you know, I kind of relate to that today. You look at the news and the media and there can be one event and this news media will tell the truth about that event. And this news media will tell a different truth about that event. And the difference is that both of them just have a, a, a perspective based upon their mindset and their ideology and what they heard and what they saw and what their sources say. And that's why these people can have a different opinion than these people because none of us really have truth down. None of us really see life the way it truly is. Only God himself is the truth. 
Only he has it. There is no other truth apart from the truth that God has already declared. So let every man be a liar. But what God says is true. He's the way, the truth, and he is the life. That means there is no life apart from him. There is no life apart from him. You must come to Christ in order to have a relationship with the Father, and that is exactly what your life needs. You need to return to the one who created you. Can you say praise God? I want to read something to you. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, it says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. In him you have been made complete and he is the head over all rule and authority. I love that. You know what the scripture is telling you? Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by the message of the world. Don't get distracted by other things. Keep your focus on Jesus because the person that you long to be, the life that you long to live, the hope that you have within your heart lies in Christ. In him is the fullness and you can be made complete in him. I like what it says here. It says, don't get caught up. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of man, according to the elementary principles of the world. You know, the scripture says there's a way that seems right unto man, but in the end are the ways of death. And, and if you're not careful, you can d- get distracted and feel like the, the success and the completeness of your life depends upon you following the ways of the world. And, 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 and the ways of the world is like this. You've got to work hard. If you work hard, you'll get where you need to go. If you make good choices, you'll get where you need to go. That, that person you long to be, that place you long to arrive to, is just a matter of you working hard and making good choices. Oh, and this is the most important thing. You gotta beat everybody else. It doesn't matter what race you run as long as there are people behind you and you make more money or you're higher up the totem pole than everybody else. Come on. How many of you live in a mansion today? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody? How many of you live in a modest home? There's one. (laughs) I mean, like, we're not making millions of dollars. Do you know there are countries that if a person lived in your home, they would be considered filthy rich. It all depends on the perspective of where you are. And sometimes you may look at people in the U.S. and feel like they're ahead of you because they make more money than you. Well, there's people in other countries that are looking at you feeling like that you're ahead of them. This is what the world teaches you is that to be successful and to arrive at your destination is to beat everyone else. Have the most money, make good choices, do the right things, work hard, and you'll become everything you want to be. And you'll arrive at that place you want to arrive to. And I came to tell you that apart from God, you can do nothing. You can be nothing apart from him. Come on. And then there's a religion. 
And, and it can be Christianity or whatever, but I'm talking about uh, uh, practices of faith that God is not in the middle of. And it's the rules and regulation. Religion says, listen, if you don't do bad things, you'll go to heaven. And like, like you can do a few bad things. I mean, you can, you know, you can make an illegal left-hand turn. You won't go to hell for that. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can, you can cheat on your time at work a little bit and, uh, you know, that you won't go to hell for that. Uh, but these people that are out here murdering and killing and stuff, well, they're definitely going to hell, right? There's a religious spirit that says, you know what, don't do bad things and you'll prove that you're worthy of that life you long for, that destination you want to get to. And the world says, do good things. You got to do enough good things. Like if you do more good things than bad things, then that tips the scale in your favor. And obviously, St. Peter is going to welcome you at the pearly gates and uh, everything's going to be great because you've done more good things than bad things. Look, just, just follow the rules. Do what you're told, right? And if you don't do a lot of bad stuff, then you've certainly earned salvation. Every religion besides true Christianity has an element of your works added to what their deity says you must do. In other words, God in heaven to them is saying, do these things and you'll go to heaven. Do these works, earn this place and you'll reach heaven. Christianity is the thing where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What he means by that is I'm the only way and I don't need your help. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. Jesus is all that you need. He is more than enough today. All you got to do is simply believe what he says. Believe in him. Believe what he says. Look at this again. Hallelujah. Uh, Colossians 2, chapter 6. Colossians 2, 6. You need to read this when you get home and go through this. It says that we have completeness in him, verse 10, and in him you have been made complete, complete. If you feel lost, you feel like you're not who you should be, you're not headed where you need to be headed, this is what it's talking about him. In him you can be made complete. This scripture takes us through the life of a person and how Christ is involved in your life. First it says that we have received him. It says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus as the Lord, so walk in him. You know how to receive Christ? You don't have to be in a church. You don't have to wear a tie. All you have to do is just believe in him. Just have faith in him. Can I tell you, there are a lot of people who never said the sinner's prayer but became saved because they believed in Jesus. They confessed it with their mouth. And there are a lot of people who said the sinner's prayer and didn't get saved because they didn't mean anything they said. They just got caught up in an emotional moment at the church or something like that. And they just repeated a prayer and they went home and it changed nothing because they didn't change what they believed. But if you believe in Jesus, that's all it takes to step into life in him. Next, it says, having been firmly rooted in him. What, what you get from that is a foundation. You see, there are people that come to Jesus and say the sinner's prayer and, and they get all excited and emotional, but then they, they go home and they don't get rooted or grounded in Jesus. In other words, they don't allow Jesus to become the foundation of their life. He's not in their job. He's not in their families. He's not in their health. He's not in their diet. He's not in their thought life. And all they get is just an emotional experience from time to time. How many of you know anybody that gets saved every four or five months. Anybody? They got to come to church and get saved all over again. 
And I'm not even questioning whether they're saved or not, but this is how they feel. It's like they've gotten so far from God. Now they need to come back and they have a Christ is an emotional experience. Christ doesn't be a want to be a hurricane that blows in and out of your life every once in a while. He wants to be a foundation of your life that your life is rooted in. Amen. The reason the tree has roots is so it doesn't just fall over. It gets health from the roots. It gets stability from the roots. You receive Jesus, and then after you receive him, you are rooted in him. Now it says we are being built up in him. That means we grow in Christ. We receive him, we're grounded in him, and now we start to grow. You know, nothing excites me more than seeing people grow in Jesus. When I watch them having faith, you know how you can tell a good way to tell when someone's growing in Christ is when they come upon troubles and tribulations, they don't fall apart and they don't say negative things like they used to. And they start confessing the word of God. All of, I'm sitting there going, wow, you know the word, don't you? Now you're even putting it into practice and I'm watching you grow. I'm watching you get more patient and more kind and more loving and more faithful. I'm seeing God do a work in you and you're actually becoming the person that he created you to be. That's not found in anyone else but in Christ Jesus. You're, you're, you receive him, you're rooted in him, you're built up in him. And this is where it gets good and established in your faith. I like that word established. You know what I get out of that word established? It means that you start to become the person that God intended you to be. Come on, that person that you long to be, you felt like that, that, that watch that didn't work, but you know there's something special about you. You can't throw yourself away. You can't just waste your life because you know there's something special about you, but you can't figure out how to fix it on your own. And when the master gets a hold of you and he cleans you up and he fixes you up and he repairs the broken parts of your life and all of a sudden you start ticking like you're supposed to, that means you've been established in Jesus. Amen. I know who I am. I'm not perfect. God's still working on me, but I know who I am. I've received him. I'm rooted in him. I'm being built up in him and I am established in him. I don't need any help from the world. I don't need any help from me. All I need is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He says, You are built up in him and established in your faith just as you were instructed. And now, because of that, you are overflowing with gratitude. You know what the result of a life that receives Jesus is rooted in him, built up in him, and established in him? You know what the result of that life is? Gratitude. I mean, genuine gratefulness to God. And you know what comes out of our gratefulness to God? Obedience. We begin to do what he wants us to do because we love him. We don't follow the rules because they're rules. We follow because we love him. We want to be like him. You know, when you see a a, a little boy and he's walking beside his dad and he's trying to imitate what his dad does. And when his dad sits down, he sits down. And when his dad crosses his legs in the chair, he crosses his legs just like his dad. And you can see him just watching because he loves his dad so much. That's his hero. And he wants to be just like him. And when we have been rooted and established in Christ and our life starts to make sense, we begin to know who we are, who our father is, where we came from. And we feel that completely. We know where we're headed, Stephen, that if I die today, can I tell you, I'm not afraid of death. I don't have a death wish, but I'm not afraid of death because I really believe that to step out of this life is to step into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
I'm established in him. I'm firm in him. And because of that, I am grateful. I worship him. I praise him. I want my life to reflect my father. So when he crosses his legs, I want to cross mine. Hallelujah. And when he chunks a rock in the water, I want to do it just like he does. And when he loves on the people of the world, I want to be just like Jesus. Yes, when when God says something, I want to say what he says. And, And when people around me say the opposite, I don't believe what they say. I want to believe what my father says. I've received Jesus. I'm rooted in Jesus. I'm built up in Jesus. I'm established in Jesus and I am so grateful for Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you just help me praise him for a moment? Thank you, Jesus. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was incomplete, but now I am complete in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the king. To those of you today who would feel like that old watch and you feel like your life is not what it should be, you don't know where you're going in this life or even in the next, and you just feel lost, can I tell you that Jesus is enough? Jesus is what you need. And the world is going to tell you, you know what, you need to work harder, be smarter, make good choices. This will fix everything. Can I tell you, it isn't your choices. It isn't your good works. It's Jesus. He's already done the work. He's already paid the price. He's already won your victory. He's already declared where you're headed. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to my father's house. And in there, that house, there are a lot of wonderful mansions and wonderful rooms. And, and I prepared a place just for you. <laughs> he's already established where you're headed. Come on. He's gone before you. He's got it all worked out. And what he wants you to do is believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him. Put your life in him. He is the part that you're missing. In him you live and move and breathe and have your being. In him he is the way, the truth, and the life. I came to tell somebody today, if you felt like you're broken, incomplete, running out of time, find yourself uh, back in the presence of the one who made you. Get yourself in relationship with God. What you need is Jesus today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah today.